Welcome to Show Your Scars with me, Jordan Angeli. Using my experience as a former professional athlete, I will take you inside the journey back from a devastating injury. Although we may not choose for this to happen to us, we appreciate who we become in the process. Now, let's dive into this week's episode as we share our strength and show our scars with pride. Hey everyone, welcome to this episode of Show Your Scars podcast. I'm Jordan Angeli, excited to lead you through this one because we have a really great guest on today, someone that if you follow the ACL Club on Instagram, you have seen us reposting some of his content. Khan Salibi is a physical therapist and he is the founder of ACL Academy. And his presence on Instagram is really to educate you all and to help you guys through the educational side of injury recovery. Not only that, Khan has also developed this ACL Academy where he, before even all of this coronavirus happened, he was offering one-on-one consultations virtually to people all across the world. So he was really ahead of the curve on that. In this conversation, Khan and I talk about how injuries got him into being a PT, why return to play is important and trying to throw out timelines can be really key and what to expect when going into surgery, that educational piece and what he's been working on with a new course and how he is bringing quality PT to people across the world with ACL Academy. I hope you guys enjoy this. Here he is, Khan Salibi, the founder of ACL Academy. What's up, Khan? How you doing? Hi, Jordan. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah, I'm excited to have you. I know you and I spoke really, This it's the beginning of May now. We probably spoke at the end of March, right when all of this kind of started happening with the pandemic and the lockdown. And uh, we had a really good conversation on Instagram Live. And this has been something that we wanted to do since then is create a podcast and give people uh, a little bit more to dive into what you're doing and uh, with the ACL Academy and with your physical therapy business. So I'm just excited that you wanted to join and hang and chat for a little bit. Yeah, me too. I'm uh, grateful for the uh, the opportunity, and it was really cool to connect with you uh, at the beginning of the year and, and kick this off. So I'm so happy to be here. So, Khan, when you're looking back on your life, really before becoming a physical therapist, what drove you to get into this field as a PT? Uh, so I'm probably more that typical sports story. Uh, you know, injured all the time. I played soccer all my life through high school and in some college, and being injured all the time and it really the silver lining I guess opened the doors for me to be in a rehab setting in a clinic and um, find this field Um, so that's kind of what drawn me to be part of this to give back the way that I was uh, given to when I was a young athlete. It's cool how those conversations that we have with our physical therapists when when we are going through injuries can really spark this idea of like, maybe this is what I want to do. Right. Because you feel them give so much to you during the process that you feel like, Oh, I want to, I want to help somebody else through that. It's kind of, is that kind of where you started thinking what injury was it where you were like, okay, someone's helping me through this. Was there a specific physical therapist that you're like, man, I really like them. I want to do what they're doing. Yeah, I mean, that was definitely part of it. You know, when you're a kid, you have no idea what you want to do. And yeah. or your dream is to be a professional soccer player, right? Like, yeah. that's what it is. 
And when you realize that if that doesn't work out, this is an opportunity and it's so cool. And the best part of it is the connections that you can make with people. Like that's the best part of my job is like connecting with these young athletes. And there's nothing like, um, that's more satisfying than seeing them get back to like their sport. It's just like, it's such a rewarding type feeling. So when you look back at the physical therapy that you went through in the, you mentioned the feeling that you got in those settings, right? And there had to be something that motivated you to then decide one day when you did have your own physical therapy clinic, okay, I want to bring that kind of idea with me, that kind of culture. What are those things that you have brought with you now to ACL Academy and your physical therapy that you perform in your clinic? A big part of it for me was that personal connection. So like when uh, I've been doing this for 10 years now, and then I've had this practice for just over two. And the way that I set this place up was I want to connect with every single person that walks through these doors. So when I get an athlete, it's not just about rehabbing, you know, their knee and getting them back on the field. Like I want to know more than that. I want to personally like uh, know them, you know, where, where do they go to school? What are they, what are their life's, you know, aspirations? What do they want to be, you know, how far do they want to take this? So that was a big, big part of how, um, I set this up and it stems back to the way that I was treated when I was younger. You know, there was a therapist that I connected really well with and, and that's kind of what always urged me to bring on this idea. Um, so that's how I, you know, I got here. Yeah. Did you, you mentioned injuries, but did you tear your ACL? Was that an injury that you suffered? So I probably did everything other than that. I mean, between my hamstrings, I broke my back, uh, ankle injuries. So it was just, I was a revolving door for me. So, uh, and that's kind of what led me here. Um, Although I never got the ACL bug, uh, um, probably everything else other than that. Yeah. Well, you've got the ACL bug now is trying to help everybody who is going through ACL injury. And knowing what you know now and looking back on your career, do you think that one injury kind of led itself to the other do you think that uh, do you try to connect the dots to what happened to you as a youth athlete because now you know so much more right than you did then oh 100 percent and and that's what it is a lot of times um, when you're a young athlete all all you think about is like okay how do I just get back on the field so you just start feeling a little good and you'll see and I see this in all my ACLs it's like you start feeling a little good and you're like all right I'm ready and every time you do that and you're not ready, you end up back injured. So like that was a big, big driving point when I did switch my practice to just ACLs was we have to be so specific because we don't want to see these players again. We want them on the field and staying on the field and everything is connected. And that's why it's so important to be so structured. Um, so this way, these athletes are safely back and, and hopefully don't return um, back to the clinic. There's so many good things that you just said there. So I want to dive in a little bit more to that because I think people are always curious about those things. So why, first off, why ACLs? Why did you decide to specialize your practice in ACL injury recovery? So it goes a little bit when I first started my career. Um, I knew soccer was my favorite sport. I knew that I wanted to work with athletes. And what I did after graduating school, after about a year, I, uh, I did a sports residency at the University of Delaware. Uh, it's probably one of the top institutions of PT in the States. And if you know anything in Delaware, in our rehab world, they pump out ACL care and research. So they're on like the cutting edge of it. 
So that really opened the doors for me of like how structured an ACL should be treated and step by step and, you know, return to play tests. And when I was there, the majority of cases I saw were ACL patients and ACL care that, you know, participants that wanted to get back to sports. So after that, like I knew, I'm like, this is it. This is what I want to treat. This is the athletes I want to be with. And I want to make sure that they're getting the right and proper care. So that's kind of how it evolved that, um, that I just wanted to niche into this. For you in that process, did you feel like you connected with the physical things that you would have to help them through the mental things that you would have to help them through? Or do you feel like it was a combination of both? Because for me, the, the best PTs are looking at both of those sides of recovery. Oh, it's huge. And I, and I don't know if we've ever talked about this before, but I, you know, you've been through this a few times as I've talked to you and I've read and um, every time you go through a big injury like this and a long recovery process, it is so much more of a mental battle than it is physically, right? So like, it is so important and for me to incorporate not just the physical side, but whatever I can do on, you know, as far as mental training and building up confidence, um, we work that in. So on our side, there's a bunch of, um, we use surveys, we use little mental training exercises um, along the way to make sure that they're, they're confidently ready to get back uh, to whatever sport they want to play. So I'm going to fast forward to that event in the recovery, because you mentioned it just a few minutes ago, is when people feel like they're ready to get back and maybe they're trying to push back a little bit too soon, they're not ready and they could potentially get re-injured. And when I say re-injured, I'm not saying anything, I'm not saying they're re-tearing their ACL, although that is a possibility, right? And I think we have to be honest and real about that. Uh, but injuries can stem one from the next. So you could hurt your knee and then it could affect your back. And that's why I was kind of talking to you about like the sequence of your, your yeah. injuries. So when you're navigating that part of the process with an athlete, and how, how do you do that? How do you navigate the return to play? Because it is such this fine line of how do we get through the fear? How do we break through this idea of like, I just want to be back and doing what makes me feel alive? Because it's a real strange combination of all those things. Yeah, I, and you kind of said it before, re-injury rates are, are really high. So what we try to do is um, be as structured and objective as possible. So like if you're an athlete, a young athlete, even a 14 or 15-year-old just sustained an ACL injury and you're rehabbing and you're four or five months after surgery and you start feeling good, the only way for me to show you, hey, you may not be ready is to, you know, give you an objective measure. So just like you were in school, you get a test score, right? You, you know, if you scored a 95 or 100, you're good. But if you, you barely pass through the 70, then you're not there yet. So we try to objectively test strength. And then we try to um, use different what we call functional tests. So like hop testing or a jump test, you know, power and strength assessments, um, balance and stability assessments on the physical side. So all those will get a test score. So mm -hmm. when you show an athlete something like this, it, it, it kind of reveals to them, you know, even though they may feel good, they may not just be there yet. And then on the mental side, we have all these uh, surveys, like self-reported outcome surveys. Um, and it gives us an idea of how, not only how they feel um, doing everyday tasks, but like sports tests, so running, jumping, um, 
putting, things like that. So they grade themselves. And those scores are really cool because even though you as an athlete may be telling me that you feel good, now I put this paper in front of you and really ask you like deep diving questions about your sport and your fear. And then you, and then you see the result and it's what they're saying is one thing, but how they really feel they're not there yet. Um, so when you're able to show them that, I think that really reveals to them, okay, you know, maybe I need to take a step back. Maybe I'm not ready just yet. Um, so that's the guidance that we use, um, you know, in those later stages of the ACL rehab process. You and I have talked through this a lot is this idea of when it, when to return to play. What you know as somebody who is rehabbing ACLs solely, what is the research showing is the proper amount of time for athletes to return to play with the least, you know, how does the rate of injury injury start to decrease as you wait longer? Yeah, so three years ago, there was a study that basically said that if we wait nine months or longer, you can reduce your re-injury risk by over 50%. So really, the standard here and what we say is nine months minimum. And when we're talking about a youth athlete, like anybody 13, 14 in that range, um, I like to wait even longer. So maybe 12 months or so that even though you're waiting nine to 12 months, it still has to match how they physically and mentally are. So. They have to pass all those physical tests that we talked about and the mental surveys, they have to score high. So those test scores have to be high before we feel confident letting them go. That's a really good point. And I think something that can't go underestimated is it doesn't, I always tell people there is no timeline in this. Like there's no timeline to full recovery because it's going to look different for every single person. Like it looked different for me every single time I got injured and I'm the same human. And I think that there's something that we've, we, I hope as a community that is really working to reduce this risk of re-injury in ACL, but also initial injury in ACLs is that if we can take off that pressure externally of getting back in a certain amount of time, say six months, that it really is going to help the athletes not feel like they have to push and do everything and maybe, maybe be uncomfortable and not in a way that we're used to as athletes and being uncomfortable in a way that is not healthy. And so I, I think a lot about that 12 month recovery and how, if we just said it was a 12 month recovery and they do this in Australia, actually, I've had teammates that are Australian and if they injure, if they tear their ACL in Australia, their rehab protocol is they are out a year and they know that. And I think that year can feel really long when you're just tearing your ACL, but when you're in the process and you're understanding how difficult this is on a variety of levels you have then the space within those 12 months, 365 days, right? To know like, this is a process of healing and it's not going to be linear and it's maybe going to take longer than 12 months. Maybe it's, I'm going to feel better before 12 months, but giving yourself that year of almost saying like, this is my comeback year. This is how I like figure out how to really invest in myself in a variety of ways. I think it allows people to, just alleviate some of that pressure, which can be very difficult on us athletes. Yeah. I mean, you said like two great things right there. One is, and the pressure, right? So pressure from yourself that you put on Yes. um, pressure from maybe parents, pressure Mm -hmm. from coaches, pressure from teammates. So all that stuff builds up. And 
really, if they if the players understand, like you're saying, yes, this is going to take a year. If they know that from the beginning, I think that would probably be better or would sit with them better. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the issue is, as a rehab community, as a sports medicine community, we are still all over the place. Like people yeah. are still trying to push these athletes out after six months. Like we have to get on the same page and we have to send the message out. And and I think part of the issue is some of the media also looks at some of these pro athletes and how they're getting back soon, totally. sooner. But you can't compare the care that a pro athlete's getting seven days a week to somebody that's playing youth sports, right? It's a whole different ball game. And not only just the care, you have to think, well, they have their own physical therapist, they have their own massage therapist, they have their own nutritionist, they have their own chef, they have access to uh, leading technology in in the recovery space. So um, yeah, that I think what I, what I try to do, because I do, I do show pro athletes on my ACL club community page, because I think we can be inspired by people without feeling like we are those people. And there has to be a disconnect there because I know I fell into it and I fell into, um, you know, I had Jerry Rice's doctor and he got Jerry Rice back in four months and they were going to do that to me. And I was like, whoa, like that's a great, that's a great timeline. If you're thinking about like, I have something I want to get back to, but in all reality, if you look at me, I am no Jerry Rice. Like that is just not my makeup physically or mentally or biologically. Right. And I think we get those pressures. Sometimes we don't even feel the pressure of what we put on ourselves, what maybe our parents are putting on us, our coach, our teammates, our, um, you know, our doctors, the, the insurance companies, like there's pressure to get back in a certain amount of time. And you have to, I tell people all the time, like, this is your recovery. You have to choose you and know that you in six months is going to be different than you in 12 months and that it's a long game, right? Like this is a long game. It's not a sprint. It's a marathon. And we want to get you back to playing whatever sport it is for as long as you can. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's a a huge point because it really is a journey and long recovery process. And what I try to tell people is uh, educate them from the start. And I think the better they understand that, I think the better the the process is for them. Um, I'm a big believer in uh, them knowing that these re-injury rates are high. So when you go back to a cutting, pivoting type sport like soccer or basketball or volleyball, those are high injury rates. So you want to make sure that you're completely ready before doing this. Yeah. Um, that's a, super important. You just said you're big into education and helping people. And one of the things that you've done for us that I've been really grateful for is a few blog posts about different parts of the recovery process and what people maybe want to know in those phases. In particular, we've hit on a few different things, but one of the things I want to talk about is uh, to start off is prehab and this idea of not only the physical prehab, but for you and I, we also are like, people don't know what to expect when they go into uh, ACL surgery, number one, but then a recovery. So can you talk about this idea of prehab and what's the education factor that you want to put behind when people behind these people and in, in give to them before they go into a recovery like this? Yeah, I, I mean, and this is a big part of the process for us and what we try to educate on. 
I think it's a misconception out there. I tear my ACL. I got to get it fixed tomorrow because the quicker I get it fixed, the better I can start recovery. And we really found out that's not the case um, really for most surgeries, but particularly for the ACL. So I do educate that you have to meet a certain, not only a physical uh, requirement. So what we say to these athletes is your range of motion has to be symmetrical from side to side. You should have no swelling in that knee. Um, the pain level should be just about zero. And I'm a big component and uh, research also shows that if we can get your quad strength to at least about 80% of the other side, you have better outcomes. So we really try to push these requirements, not only to our, our athletes, but the surgeons that we work with as well. Like, hey, if this is coming from you and you educate the patient as well, it helps us that much better because they see the surgeon as the end all be all when it comes to surgery. Um, so we try to really educate on that. And then when you're talking about the mental side, I use something called a brief resilience scale. So it's like a really short survey that asks about, you know, how you cope and handle big stresses in your life. So we consider an ACL a traumatic event. When, so yeah. when you go through something like this, we want to know how you respond to that. And if it's something that we know you don't respond well, um, this is something that I know that, okay, once your rehab starts, we really have to start incorporating um, some confidence uh, training and some met mental training as well. Mm -hmm. So we ensure that stuff beforehand. So one thing I want to clarify is when you're talking about these pre-surgery requirements, what if somebody has a meniscus tear? So that limits their range of motion or, you know, I know for me, I, my, one of my surgeries, I had a, a big meniscus tear and I couldn't, like, if I got in too much flexion, it really like it got hooked. It was a buckle or a what is it bucket called? Bucket handle, right? Yeah, bucket, bucket handle. handle. And it's funny how you just try to get those things out of your brain, right? <laughs> yeah. A bucket handle yeah. tear. And so can you clarify how you go about that kind of rehab because every or prehab because people's knees and how how severe their injuries were is just different. Yeah, of course. So and yeah. uh, you kind of alluded to this before, every journey is different, everybody is story is different. Even when you have two or three of these, each case is different. Um, so there's examples like that. When you do have a meniscus type tear that's flapping around and getting stuck in the joint and your knee's getting uh, hooked or caught and you're not able to get that, those cases, uh, and we would uh, get your knee as good as we can and then you would still go for surgery. So you still, no matter what, are going to go for some type of rehab. Um, and then, you know, when you have uh, more difficult cases or cases that need surgery mm -hmm. right away, then you would be sending yeah. those out. Are you uh, insurance-based physical therapist or are you cash-based? I don't, I don't even know this. Uh, I am cash-based. And, and there's the reason that I did that is kind of what I was talking about before is uh, when I worked in a general clinic uh, and not to knock insurance-based clinics at all, it's just we had to see a lot of volume. And if I'm seeing three, four people an hour, I can't connect like I want to. And mm -hmm. the reason I got into this field is yes, to get phys people physically better, but to connect with them. So now anybody that we see locally here, I get an hour with them. I get an hour yeah. and a half with them. So for me, like I can actually work with them. I can get to know them. And that is super, super important for me. Mm -hmm. I know that this is not you in particular, but if you could give advice to people who are navigating the insurance process, because I, for me, one of the hardest things about this recovery is the, you know, insurance 
varies and you're given a certain amount of visits that you can go to the physical therapist and rehab a knee when, you know, we're talking about how we want six or 12 months and you might get, you might get 20 visits and it's unrealistic. Right. But if, if we could help try to navigate that process and help people figure out, okay, how can I best use these visits? Do you have like, if you could say the bulk of your visits should be used in this phase of your rehab, is that something that you could help people with? Yeah. So um, I'll answer that in two ways. One, if you, if you're going to go into the insurance side of things, and this is what you have to do. um, And what I used to do when I worked with an insurance based company was um, we would treat them early on, get them, get their need to a certain level. So get the basics is what I call, get your Mm -hmm. pain down, get your swelling down, get your motion back and start building your strength. And then when I know from there, it's all about strengthening, then I will release you um, with a home program, um, whether we do it virtually or whether it's just written out for you, you would work out and then you would have what we call check-in. So they would come back once a month for testing and a little more guidance. So that's usually how we would handle things on the insurance side. Um, But having said that, if you're an athlete and you're trying to get back to a sport that you love, um, how do we put a, I don't want to say, well, how do we put a price on it, right? Mm -hmm. You spend money on anything. If this is so, so important to you, why would you not look and seek out the best care possible? So for me, I, I do try to explain it to people like that. Um, just because your insurance cuts off doesn't mean your care cuts off. Um, right. and I think people need to understand that. It's maybe a good segue to go into what you have created with ACL Academy and how really before this pandemic happened and everybody was at home, you created something to give people access to virtual training sessions with you. Yeah. So, uh, when we started, when I started the ACL Academy, uh, it was locally based. So what we did was just treat athletes here. Uh, and I have a partner, um, and we were talking and kicking around the idea. Well, what if we went into uh, a more of a virtual type care? Can we reach out and see more people? And I think a big part of ACL injuries is there's not specialists everywhere. There's not people that's specifically just treat ACL. So for Mm -hmm. us, it's like, well, if we can make this a virtual platform for people, then we could work with people worldwide. And, and we kind of started implementing that idea back um, at the start of the year. And believe it or not, when this pandemic happened and places were shut down, it actually helped our business grow and really um, was our ability to launch and and now we work with people in, in country in different countries, which is crazy to me, and um, and really is an awesome feeling to be able to help and work with somebody, um, you know, thousands of miles away. What's the wildest country of someone that you're working with right now? So this past week, I just signed a client from India, believe it or not, and it, like it, we started from uh, obviously New York, Canada, Mexico, and mm-hmm. then we went into Europe, and literally this week was our first client from India, which is again, wild. Yeah. I love that you have brought access to things that we felt like we could only do in person to people all over the world. And, um, why, why did you feel like this was the way to go and how do you see it continuing even after 
people are back into, you know, we can go to a physical therapy clinic. How do you feel? And like, what, um, I'll leave it there. And then I have another question. <laughs> yeah. Part of it. Uh, I think we live in a technology world. Like right now we're having a conversation through zoom, you know? So for, for me, it's like, this is the, the future in essence, like, you shouldn't have to, because you live in a community that doesn't have a specialist or doesn't have a, a good ACL person nearby, that shouldn't have to limit you, right? So if you know that you could reach out to somebody tens of miles away and they could work closely and intimately with you through you know, video call, then why would you limit that to people? Uh, I think we're being more rewarding and we're reaching out to more people that way. And I, I really feel like even after this pandemic, I don't see this stopping. Um, I really feel like this will continue in this direction. It's, I love that. I love your why behind it. And when people are, if people are curious about it, how can they figure out, how can they find out more? Or what do you want to tell them about signing up with you to do some of these virtual training sessions that maybe is pertinent information to them right now? Uh, so the way we work with people is on a monthly basis, uh, ACL coaching. So how we do it is if you signed up with me, we hop on a 60 minute call. Uh, we talk about more about you, your case, everything that you want to get back to. And then we do a full assessment. We really try to um, get all your movements and take a closer look at the knee. Uh, and then from there, we give you a personalized program. So the program that I give you, um, everything will come in a phone based application. So you sign on to the app, um, Every exercise will be a video, instruction, the dosage. So everything is very structured for the athlete. So daily routine. So it's not just a one-time call. It's a monthly program. And what we do is we check in weekly. So we know how your progress is going, how you're doing, and then we make tweaks to your program. Uh, and what I think is the best part of it is messenger support. So if you have a question at 11 o'clock at night, you, all you have to do is pick up your phone and text me. And will I answer you right there? Maybe not, but <laughs> chances are I'll get back to you in a few hours and I'll say, and I will be there. So it's like having a specialist in your back pocket at all times. You know, how many times in your care have you always said, oh, I wish I could ask my therapist this. I got to wait till next Tuesday when I see him. But no, it's not like that anymore. It's literally like a text away, which I think, which I love. Um, and I think it's very supportive for people. Um, so that's how the program works it's on a monthly basis. And um, and really if people are interested, the best way to find it is through Instagram on the ACL Academy. And, um, that's how I work with people and educate people and, um, and, uh, grow the program. Yeah. One of my favorite things about the ACL club in this community that has been built over the last few years is finding people like you, finding people like Wesley Wang and Chris Gores and people who are so in this, um, Zach Baker, I just talked to that they want what's best for the people that they're serving. And one of the things I always tell athletes is when they go into this recovery process, you are building your team. You have a choice. You have a choice on who you're going to choose as your doctor, as your PT. You have a choice on what voice in your brain you're going to listen to, who you're going to follow on Instagram. You have a choice in all those things. For me, I want to build my team in the same way. And this ACL Academy is something that I have really thought, wow, what a great idea. What a way to serve this community. And for me, just like you, when people tag us in things and they put both of our tags on it, I'm like, 
I'm just so happy that people that I could be a small, maybe connecting point to people finding what they really need. Right. And I don't want any credit. I don't want any of that. I just want people to know that there is a community out here for them to find what works for them. And maybe it's you, maybe it's somebody else, but the fact that there are opportunities for us on social media to make those kind of connections is just so wild to me. And it is something I'm so grateful for. So I just wanted to make oh. sure I said, thank you for all that you're doing. No, absolutely. I appreciate that. I know you don't want to take credit for stuff like this, but you absolutely should because you built this community and people look to you as that um, connector, really. Like you have connections with all the, we have connections with, you know, uh, mental coaches and sports psychologists. And when people are looking for help, I think you're one of the first resources they go to. So, you know, I'm very appreciative. Yeah. Well, thank you very much, Con. I appreciate that. Um, I know we hit a lot of different topics here today. Is there anything else that sticks out that you want people to know either going into an injury recovery, an ACL injury recovery um, within the process or even what you offer? Is there anything additional that we didn't really hit on that you feel like, oh, we got to talk about this? So I'd love to talk about an ACL online course that we just created should be out later this month uh and basically the reason we created this is we get a lot of patients that come in and uh after their surgery they're just they're they're in shock they don't know what to expect and we just felt like they were never educated properly so for us what we did is put together this course it's six modules and it talks about everything from prehab to surgery great recovery tips how that physical journey should go. And we even included two modules, one about mental training and how to incorporate some of that stuff in your day to day. And the other thing that we did was include a module just for parents. So because yes. we see a lot of, yes. So because we see a lot of youth athletes, I think parents go through so much stress and anxiety themselves. So they need a little education as well. So um, the whole thing is about, I don't know, when it comes down to it, it'll probably be three, four hours of content. Um, but it should be available later this month and uh, I will blast that with you and uh, out to the public and hopefully uh, it'll be a good education piece for the people that are going through this process and journey. Well, I've had so many parents, um, one in particular I can think of right now here in, in Denver and the mom would say, do you have an ACL club for parents? Because I don't know how to yeah. handle this. And it is so true. And, uh, you just hearing more about your course because we've chatted about it a little bit. I just can't wait for it. I can't wait to figure out how we can work together and get more people the information that they need because that sounds awesome. Education is a huge part of this journey that we're trying to help people. And I feel like the more people know before they go into surgery, before they get into the thick of recovery, the the more they can set their mind to knowing that they can get through it. Right. And not be so taken aback by the difficulties within the process saying like, I know kind of what to expect a little bit. I know it's not going to be perfect, but I also believe that I can get through it. So I love that you are hitting us with some good education and I'm just super thankful for everything you're doing. And thanks for taking the time today to chat with me. This yeah. has been so much fun. And uh, when the course comes out, we should have another chat just talking more about it and uh, digging into how people can um, really use it and utilize it in the best way.
Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. That'd be awesome. And uh, thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. I love coming on this. I love talking to you. And I feel like we could talk for hours and uh, uh, it means the world. Thank yeah. you. So Con, people can find you at ACL Academy on Instagram. Uh, is there anything else you want to plug for how people can get in uh, touch with you? That's really the best way, honestly. Uh, that's okay. how I do all my education and speaking points. So it's ACL underscore Academy and you can find me there. Um, DM or yeah, follow. Right. Always up in those DMs. I love, yeah. it's a cool connector part though, right? The, the conversations I've had with some people over DMs, I just has been insightful for me, has been helpful for, I hope for them. And um, we, we answer, might take us oh, yeah. a, a little bit because we have to get through <laughs> all of them, but we answer. <laughs> Absolutely. I try my best to answer every question at the end of the day, like we're here to help. So yeah. like, how am I not going to answer? Uh, even it's a very specific question. We get to every single one. So. Yeah. Con, it's been real. Thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you, Jordan. I appreciate it. Hope you guys enjoyed that chat with Khan. Really good, thought-provoking conversation there. And if you want some more information about what he's doing at the ACL Academy, go ahead and follow them at ACL underscore Academy over on Instagram. Again, we talked about this. We're answering DMs all day long. So hit us up if you have any questions. Uh, great conversation. Good to really dive into what he's doing and to for you guys to know that he's not only doing one-on-one -on -one consultations, but also doing some more informational, educational content that should be out pretty soon. So look forward to that. Thank you guys all so much for listening. Thanks for giving me a little bit of your time and learning through this process. All we can do is continue to grow and have that growth mindset. So I'm glad you're along with me for that ride. That's it for me. Make sure you go out there and show your scars with pride.